0: It's Kentucky Derby Week, and today on the Unabated Podcast, we are joined by Paul Zilm, Circa Sports' head of horse racing menu, to break down the field as well as get a great conversation about Parimutuel versus Fixed Odds horse racing and so much more. It's a great show. Let's get to it. and welcome on into the unabated podcast i'm thomas viola and joining me as always none other than captain jack himself jack it's a fantastic week here at unabated because it's a fantastic week of betting we have with precious little time before summer is completely here and we are getting just baseball all the time but right now We've still got playoffs going on. NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs are heating up. We got a couple great game sevens over the past couple of weekends. Mm. And this weekend, it's another big day in betting because we have the Kentucky Derby. And so on today's show, Paul Zilm from over at Circa, he is in charge of the horse racing menu there. He is going to join us for a great chat about fixed odds racing versus Paramutual. And of course, about the Derby and about which horses it might be worth throwing some money on take, get his take on the field. It's one of the most exciting three minutes in sports, but for now, before we bring him in, let's talk a little bit. What have you been betting lately?
1: Yeah. You know, lately, uh, look, NBA, I, I've enjoyed the product. I think it's been a great playoff so far. Uh, Some of these, some of these individual performances, Steph Curry, the other night, um, James Harden, It's hard to say that without laughing, but he had an incredible performance. Uh, Jostik, of course, always incredible. Uh, But I haven't bet the NBA playoffs. I've done very little with the NBA since the playoffs began. I wanted to do some series pricing, find some inefficiencies in that market, just never got around to it while the lines were up there. Um, Baseball. I've been betting baseball. And I I keep preaching to everyone, hey, baseball is going to be a grind. Pace yourself. Don't do a lot of baseball betting. You're going to regret it. And here I am. Every chance I get, I'm kind of looking at the weather maps. I'm looking at the totals. I'm trying to find market inefficiencies where I can uh, to try to see if I can get ahead of maybe a low pressure front moving in and I can grab an over or something like that. Um, But yeah, baseball's been where I've been focusing my betting dollar lately. Uh, Well, certainly we've been talking plenty of that on deep left with
0: Jason Weingarten yesterday. We got clobbered thanks to the Astros. They won the game, but Jason was very big on Luis Garcia, the guy pitching that day, eight pitches. That's all he made it through. And we had him, uh, we had a strikeout prop over. So that was a very expensive eight pitches that we had to go through. And that's, that's the danger of it, right?
1: Oh, absolutely. Uh, Now, did you try crying on social media to see if, you could get your your bets voided. Did you? Did you? No, you didn't do that angle. I texted that to
0: him right after it happened. I just texted hashtag refund Garcia. It's it's a yeah. terrible
1: trend going on. No, it is. It is. And I, you know, I'll just take a minute to say, look, that's gambling. Okay, you're going to win some. You're going to lose some. You're going to win some that you don't deserve to win. You're going to lose some that you don't deserve to lose. That's gambling. Put your big boy pants on or big girl pants on, and accept it. And deal with it that's why you play the game right so uh yeah nothing there are many things that tilt me more than that but that's one of the top things right now is this whole refund culture that people think that if a bet doesn't go their way because of an injury oh well you you should refund me you're the big sports book you can afford it um you know you're the you're the professional better you're the professional you're the better that wants to be a professional you deal with it so yeah it, to be fair I will push back on that a tiny bit because
0: we're talking about this, and we're definitely wagging the finger right now at the people who go on Twitter and go, "Oh, come on, you, you, you have to refund this. It's only fair." All that spoiled children don't get spoiled on their own. It's the parents that do the spoiling, oh, and sure. that is what sports books have done here to cause this problem. You, you put the you open the, you open the lamp. You can't put that genie back in the bottle now.
1: Right. And they started doing this, you know, we're coming up on the five year anniversary of legalization, uh, May 14th, 2018, right? It started within the first month. I remember, I I think it was FanDuel uh, refunded something and like, that was some kind of bad beat right away. And look, that's just, that's a bad precedent. You know what? FanDuel doesn't really do a whole lot of it anymore because they're taking such huge volume they can't afford to but the smaller operators do because that gets them some PR, some publicity value, and they go about it. And look, yeah, it is, you're right. It's their fault that they've done this to us. Um, But, you know, the other thing is, is like when was the last time they refunded an under? Yeah. You know, (laughs) like James Harden goes off for 45 points or whatever. Uh, You know, nobody saw that coming. They're not refunding the unders on James Harden because he just went into some kind of, 10-year time warp back to when he was good um yeah
2: I,
0: one bet that i want i just want to know what the over under was on a on time of landing in las vegas for james harden after that game Because right? you
1: know he was back here well hey if it works it works man you know go if that's your fountain of youth yeah then, you know go go
0: do it That's been exciting. I've been I've been with you. I've been betting some baseball mostly because, you know, I'm talking with Jason every day. It's hard not to bet baseball when you're doing that. But uh, I've stuck I've stuck mostly away from the NBA. I've still got my son's future. They're down to nothing right now. We'll see how that pans out. But I'm excited about the hockey playoffs here. We have some fantastic round two series coming up and it brought up a problem because betting the Vegas Golden Knights is obviously the team I want to bet on. I'm a little bit of a homer here being a Vegas fan, being in Vegas. And it brought up a phenomenon. And I was wondering if it's still true or if you think that it's kind of gone away. But for the first couple of years here in Vegas, it was impossible to bet on the Knights and get any sort of value because of the fact that you just would have such an overwhelming amount of money coming in on this team from everybody wanting to bet them here you think that's still the case or can you now find some value on this team if you're so inclined
1: to take them if you believe they can beat Edmonton uh you're right that was the case for a while I remember the minus one and a half uh puck line was popular because they were getting a lot of empty net goals and it seemed like the crowd would root on an empty net goal for any time the opposing team pulled their goalie it was it almost seemed a little bit uh suspect there you know but um I think there is value on the Knights these days. Uh, I was actually looking at the line and for that game one, which is coming up uh, tomorrow when we're recording this, and so maybe people have already, it's already been played, but Circa is offering plus money on the money line on the Golden Knights, plus 103. Hey, that's that's something. Like when the hometown sports book has the hometown team as, at the at the best line on our screen, um, that, that says something. So I think the, yeah, is the bloom off the desert rose and you're able to find value on the nights in Las Vegas. It's, it seems like that could be the case. I did have a bad beat last
0: game on them. I had the over and it was five and a half and the score was four, one when, oh, yes. uh, the, when Winnipeg got one back and mind you, they pulled the goalie with eight minutes to play in this game. They were down bad. It's an elimination game. And, they, pull, uh, they pulled the goalie. First off, we missed two empty netters. And then Ed, uh, Winnipeg actually scores. And they go back, look at the replay and say, oh, no, a minute ago when we had the face off that started all of this, there was a hand pass, pulled it off the
1: board, and the game ended 4-1. I was happy well, we moved on, but yikes. And that was a Scott Van Pelt bad beat of the week. So you have that to hang <laughs> your bet slip on, I guess.
0: There we go. I can hang it up there. Now, let's get into some Kentucky Derby here. It is this weekend. We're going to have a great conversation with Paul in just a few minutes here. But for you as a better, are you a big horse guy?
1: I am not a big horse guy. Look, I know a lot of betters, a lot of advantage players that have made a mint on horse racing. But they don't make a mint on horse racing just by handicapping the Kentucky Derby. They're talking about the uh the seventh race at evangeline downs or something like that you know they're they're deep in it somewhere um the kentucky derby is kind of like a public event it's like the super bowl it's like the all-star game right so i i don't you know i've never done too much with triple crown betting i did do this though tom for a long time back before american pharaoh way back when uh you would bet against there being a triple crown winner because after the Kentucky Derby, that's all anybody wants to talk about. Will we finally get the next Secretariat here? Will there be a Triple Crown winner? And you could find sports books that would offer the yes/no on that. And there was usually value on the no as you went closer and closer to the Preakness, because everyone's starting to get that fever of there will be a, you know, a, a Triple Crown winner. And then if you if they win the Preakness, well then you can double down because now you're probably getting plus money that there's not going to be a triple crown winner because everybody and their brother is wanting that to happen i remember when american pharaoh finally did it uh he went off at belmont as um i, th- I think it was like one to one in other words you bet two dollars to win two dollars um there was there was no no profit to be found there because it was such a a strong swell towards uh that triple crown sentiment um but yeah, so that's the only real horse betting I, I've ever done in my career, other than maybe some entertainment dollars here and there.
0: Well, I'll have to keep a lookout because I do know for a fact that at Circa, you can check out some triple, pro- uh, they're, they're offering some triple crown props right now. So maybe that'll be something worth looking at if they keep them up and running after the uh, derby is over. But for now, I think it's time that we bring in our guests, don't you?
1: Absolutely. Let's do it.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome on into the show, risk supervisor and lead of horse racing menu at Circa Sports, none other than Paul Zilm. Paul, thank you so much for being with us here today. How are you doing?
2: I'm doing great. Sure appreciate you guys having me on. It's an exciting time of the year for for people like me, so it's fun to talk about.
0: That's right. This is, I mean, this is your Super Bowl now. We got the Derby coming up this week. It's going to be exciting everybody's still a little bit buzzing from last year, of course, with Rich Strike winning it, that great long shot story. And does that mean, in your opinion, you know how betters can be? They love the recency bias. Are we seeing the long shots this year starting to get overbet? You know, I think
2: I I wouldn't be surprised on Saturday if you look at the odds board and you don't see an 80-to-1, maybe don't even see a 70-to-1. Maybe, I think you could see between 50 and 65, uh, realistically. Um, people are going to be like, well, if it happened last year, it can happen again. But there's so much money that's bet into, uh, you know, the Kentucky Derby pools. Uh, the win place show pool, I think, last year was, um, gosh, I want to say $78 million, maybe just for the win place show pool, and, and going off memory. So there's a lot. And it takes a lot of money to, to push the numbers in a certain direction. Um, but you get a lot of once a year players and that's what they remember is, Oh, a long shot one last year. Let me take the last, the, you know, highest five, uh, horses on the board this year, you know, put 20 bucks on each of them and see if I can get lucky. And I think that'll help. But then also you have mattress smack who might push it, you know, in the other direction with, uh, if he bets, you know, the millions or whatever he says he's going to on the favorite.
0: Now we're going to talk about some of the specific horses here, get your thoughts on the field. But before we do that. Over at Circa, you guys do something that's a little bit interesting and a little bit new in the world of horse racing here. Normal horse racing bets are done through paramutual betting, but over the last couple of years at Circa, you guys have started putting up fixed odds prices on these horses. Before we get into uh, how that differs, can you explain for some people who might not be familiar with horse racing what the difference between paramutual and fixed odds is?
2: Yeah, so fixed odds, you know, we... we look at it a little bit more from the sports betting point of view uh we want to give you a ticket with the odds uh that you bet on uh, at at the time you place your bet so you know it rewards those who can find the high priced horses earlier in in you know before the race we put up our derby futures uh mid-december so if you can find some good value in december january february You might get 100, 150 to one on a horse that's going to race this week, anywhere from 10 to 20 to one. So it really rewards that. Um, It's less confusing to a lot of people. You know, they go to the track or they're betting Paramutual, they go up 20 minutes for the race, they bet a horse that they think is five to one. Well, because the pools haven't been mingled yet, we don't know the final payoffs, the horse might break at you know, two and a half to one or two to one. And they're like, wait a minute, I won, but I feel like I kind of lost. So I think it simplifies it a little bit. Um, you know, we do it for the big races, the triple crown races, the Breeders' cup races. And, uh, you know, it it just adds another market that we can really have on the board for a longer period of time. And it's been really successful. We do offer pari mutual uh, racing or pari mutual wagering, excuse me, on the big weekend. So this weekend we'll have it, uh, Churchill Downs only, but we'll have it Friday and Saturday. We'll do the same for Preakness Day in a couple of weeks, Belmont Stakes Day, you know, in five weeks from now. Uh, and then the Breeders' Cup in November. And we've been very methodical with our approach on our horse, uh, racing menu. Um, and I think we'll continue to be that way and kind of see what works for us, what works for the viewing experiences that we like in both the sports book and stadium swim. And then also kind of where the demand is uh, because the the horse racing kind of face uh, it's place in Las Vegas has changed a lot in the last few years. And um, that goes for us as well. We'll see what works.
0: Now, Jack, as a sports better, I know you're not a big horse guy, but paramutual odds that has to be so frustrating and makes it almost impossible to find an edge because of the fact you're betting on something where you don't know what your final price is going to be.
1: Right. I, look, there's a lot of advantage players that came up through horse racing. In fact, I would say that horse racing still offers some of the biggest dollar for dollar advantages for the advantage players that can beat it, especially when you consider track rebates and things like that that get factored in. But yeah, man, Power Mutual, I know from talking with some of the uh, old timers that have used to to try to beat those markets, you kind of have to uh, get in really late in order to know kind of what the odds are going to be and then know how much you can bet without swinging the market or moving it off of uh, the the current odds where you you find value. So it can be really tough. Uh, Paul, I did have a question a little bit more exploring this fixed odds concept. So I've heard a lot of companies say that fixed odds, uh, horse racing is going to be the savior of horse racing. In other words, uh, they'll bring it into the U.S where it, it's somewhat popular overseas not very popular but somewhat popular bring it to the US and this will bridge the gap between sports betting and horse racing it'll give sports bettors sort of something they understand a little bit better as you were as you were mentioning uh but i've looked into fixed odds horse racing and you know the holds are still pretty high i mean the holds are like 17 to 20% still and it seems like it's a it's a tough way to try to beat horse racing for the average uh, handicapper. What are your thoughts on fixed odds horse racing and, and will it proliferate in the U.S.?
2: Uh, on the concept alone, I think it's, it's the right concept. I think, you know, if it could be implemented the way that it should with multiple bookmakers offering their own prices, you know, offering a market just like we do with every other uh, sport, Um, And you have a number of different outs and you can price shop. I think it, it would be unbelievable. And I think it would bring it closer to what sports betting is. The problem being is like you say, the holds are high. One thing we're proud of with our our fixed odds offers uh, on the big race days is we lower our hold as aggressive as we can. Um, you don't see that on a day-to-day basis with some of these uh, fixed odds markets. They still are in the 17, 18, 19, 20% range. And that might be with only eight, nine, 10 horses. And that's tough to beat. That's tough to overcome uh, for the better. And then lastly, I, I think the sports books and the horsemen and women, uh, you know, in horse racing, everything is controlled by various uh, hands in the cookie jar. You have your trainers groups, you have your owner groups, you have your, your racetracks. They all want their cut. And to work closely with the sports books to divide out any potential revenue is just, uh, we have a better shot at, at uh, you know so solving some uh, world peace and uh, various illnesses that you know, we don't have a cure for than we do, I think, of, of that coming together. It's really just you know, not everyone's on the same page. And at the end of the day, that's what it's going to take.
0: And you, you make a good point there about all the hands in the cookie jar, because the whole reason that fixed odds racing started getting going here, correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't there a bit of a disagreement with the pari association a few years back? And that was when a couple books said, okay, well, we're doing fixed odds this year.
2: Yeah. So I can only speak for, for Las Vegas. Um, you know, we get our signals from, uh, the Nevada Paramutual Company, they work with the LVDC, a dissemination center. They decide on what tracks we get every day. They decide on, you know, kind of the number of races uh, and what we can take. And when those agree, they have agreements, I think, with each individual track. And when those agreements uh end and they don't have an agreement in place, you get situations like we had a couple of years ago where you, you couldn't bet on Churchill Downs, I think, for gosh, I want to say a year, year and a half. And it's just there, there's one loser in all of it. And that's the the customer, the better. Um, and then when some kind of temporary things are put in a place to, Hey, we'll book our own action. We'll offer win place exacta and maybe pick threes, but we're going to cap stuff. That's, that's, again, that's not good for the better because, you know, you see that a uh, long shot exacta paid, you know, $800 on a $2 bet at the track, but it was capped at $500 at, uh, you know, the Nevada book that, that chose to, to cap it again, they leave with the sour taste. So, um, working together is important, having a fair agreement. So, you, you know, the, the sports books can, um, you know, offer what they need to and what's in demand and everybody make, you know, their percentage that's it's not always easy.
0: Now, let's get into some of the actual horse racing going on this weekend here. With the Derby coming up, right now it's Circa you have Forte as the favorite going off right now at uh let me check the app real quick. We're looking at plus 250 right now, plus 270 on Forte yeah. at the moment. Who are some of the horses that you have your eye on that you think people could uh maybe be interested in here?
2: Yeah, no uh, uh... I really think you can make a case, and I'm not trying to take the easy way out. I think you can make a case for about 12 horses. Uh, you could say I could see that happening, or I could, you know, see this horse running away with the lead, or you know, if the pace is hot up front, you know, closer come from behind. Uh, Forte is a deserving favorite. He hasn't done anything wrong uh, since he won the Breeders' Cup Juvenile in November. His last couple of races haven't been as eye appealing uh, to some as as the races previously. Um, but he's winning and that's the, the goal. He's winning, he's kind of grinding out these wins. I see no reason why he shouldn't be the favorite. Uh he may float up a little bit. I could see him being three, maybe even closer to three and a half to one. Again, for the paramutual odds, depends on what Mattress Mac decides to do uh, a little bit. If he pumps a million or two into the pool, that will change things. Uh but other horses, Tappet Trice is a horse that uh has come along nicely. I opened him with our derby odds at 175 to one, which was a not my proudest moment as uh, opening a fixed odds horse. Uh, a couple guys got me on that, and uh, you know, and I, I, I hope they win because they, you know, they deserve that. Uh, to know the 175 to one horse in December and January that's going to go off uh, around five to one is pretty cool. Um, and that horse is a, a another grinder. He's an off the lead. Uh, off the pace kind of a horse he's going to need the right setup um, both trained by todd pletcher um, so it'll be interesting to see who gets the the jump on on one another and if, if the pace is good enough for them to run it down and then another horse there at the top that i like is uh, uh that i really like is angel of empire it's a brad cox trained horse um you know he's won his last two finished second uh, the, the race before that kind of seems to be moving in the right direction and from all reports he's training well um we have him i think at 10 to 1 currently uh we'll probably go off in a pair of mutuals closer to 8 to 1 um it's it's definitely a a horse that has a legit shot that has some value as well i think
0: how about uh how about derma sodagake the japanese horse no uae derby horse has ever won the kentucky derby is there something to that or is it that the right one just hasn't come along? What do you think the play is with him?
2: Well, there's some people who are dead set that a horse isn't going to win, taking the route from uh, UAE Derby in Dubai, uh, and then coming straight over to the U.S. Not having a race in between, the shipping is hard. Um, you know, obviously not just the miles, but once they arrive in the states, they have there's a time that they're quarantined and. You know, their routine is off I and mean, you know, these animals are if nothing else, they're very routine. Um, with that said, uh, these Japanese-based horses, like Durbo uh Sudogake, uh Kontenular, I don't even know if I said his name right, and then Mandarin hero, who's on the also eligible list, uh, they're they're good and the Japanese horses are getting better every year. I think if there's a year that's gonna happen, it, it could very well be this year. Um I like Dermot Sotagake. His race in Dubai was very uh, strong. It was impressive to the eyeball. Um, You know, if if he comes over and runs a clunker, you're going to have people say it's never going to happen. It will never happen. Uh, But I think he'll put in a competitive performance. Mm -hmm. The horse that won the UAE Derby last year uh, finished, I think, 16th or 17th, set a he went out with a very hot pace and he was nowhere to be found. So people still have that in their mind, but never say never.
0: Yeah. Never he's going no. off. He he's going off right now. at. uh, oh, I just had it and I lost it here. He's going off at 12 to one right now. Yeah. I grabbed him at 17 to one a few weeks ago. So yeah. I, yeah. I'm definitely rooting for him. He's he's the one I'm with here, but how about two fills? He could be somewhat of a sexy, sexy, long shot pick. How do you evaluate a horse that, wins a prep on the synthetic surface where the figures would otherwise make him a pretty short price.
2: Yeah. You know, it, synthetic is another polarizing topic, like, you know, coming over from the UAE Derby. The, what I try to look at is has the horse run on dirt before? And if so, how did he do? And the three races prior to his synthetic uh, run at Turfway Park, he did quite well. I think he finished uh, second twice and third once um And the horses he lost to and those that he beat, some of them are in this race. You know, he finished second when Confidence Game finished third in a race a couple back. Uh, He finished second to, I believe, uh, Angel of Empire in that race. Um, He's got decent speed figures on the dirt. Um, You know, the the number he had at Turfway Park is a little bit better. But I think this is a horse that trains on the dirt at Hawthorne Racecourse in uh, the Chicago area. Um, So it's not like it's an unfamiliar surface for him. Uh, he won at Churchill Downs uh, back in the fall of last year, so he knows the racetrack. And I think it's a horse that's deserving of the buzz that he's getting. Uh, probably will end up around fifteen to one would be my guess come uh, come Saturday. But uh, I would never talk anyone off taking two fills at this point. He's done nothing that says he can't do well.
0: Now, if you're a better listening to this who maybe isn't really big on the horse racing scene this is something that you follow for the derby the preakness belmont but you're not tuned into the world of horse racing what are some of the places that you recommend going what's what are some of the ways that you recommend trying to gather some info if you want to make an informed bet before this weekend
2: yeah you know there are a lot of places out there uh, on the internet to, to find information you know i one avenue I think you can go in with, with these horses, they all ran in prep races that you can probably find on YouTube. Just, you know, you don't need to have a a video subscription service anywhere. Just go to YouTube and, you know, say you like angel of empire, you know, put his name in there. You'll probably find his last three or four races. Um, I think race replays are very valuable in in kind of getting an idea of how the horse runs. Um, You know, if you do that for enough of the horses, you might be able to put a pace scenario in your head of how you think the race is going to be play out and then at that point you can kind of structure your tickets to to fit those needs um you know there's going to be a lot of people who are just going to say you know i like you know the color teal so i'm gonna bet the number nine mm-hmm. i like this name because it's got my grandpa's name in it you know we've seen that the last couple of years with horses that had the name jack you know uh they get that way down it's it's pretty amazing and that, funny that's why at the same i bet time. almost
0: Sudagake. actually
2: <laughs> i'd like to meet your grandpa <laughs> um, but you know, it's, you know, people are going to just have fun and they're going to take shots and they should, these pools are bigger than any race throughout the year. There's no other race that has 20 horses. So take some shots, you know, if you want to have a lottery ticket, go for the lottery ticket, but if you want to kind of put together a, a qualified, um, opinionated, but I think looking at re- race replays first and foremost is the way to go, especially if you don't normally look at a, a past performance form. Um, it's another language and trying to learn that in the next few days might be difficult. So see what your eyes tell you and then just kind of go for it and you know, try to structure your ticket as wisely as you can and ask for help from you know, people, betters that you trust. I think those are all things that um, you know will help in a once a year type situation.
0: All right, Paul, this one might end up having you adjusting some odds later on in the week at Circa on some of these horses, but who's your pick to win it?
2: You know, right now, Angel of Empire, you know, if he's around 10 to 1, 12 to 1 is my pick. I think he's very, very much a legitimate uh, choice. You should have, you know, an honest uh, pace to run into, come off the pace a little bit. He's got the 14 post, which... You know, out of 20, he's kind of right there in the middle. Uh, I think that's very fair. And he's got a trainer who's as good as anyone right now, Brad Cox, um, who's based out of Churchill Downs. So I think all the things kind of align there to get a little bit of a price. Um, with that said, I'll have a few different versions running around on Saturday and probably, uh, you know, whether it's fixed odds somewhere else or it's paramutually, I'll, I'll have a few different uh, tickets going and. Um, but angel of empire. is probably my key at this point.
0: All right. Thank you so much, Paul. Thank you so much for the time today, coming on, talking to us, not just about the Derby, but about the interesting world of horse racing parimutuel versus fixed odds. Like these are cool topics that only get brought up during these big races. And it's great to get some inside information on how the sausage is made when it comes to this part of betting. So we uh, really do appreciate you joining us today.
2: It's great. And, you know, it's, I'm glad that Matt Metcalf, Matt Metcalf gave me an opportunity a few years ago. And now we pulled in uh, two other guys who helped me, Tanner Ferris and Mike Center. And uh, I think we're slowly building something good here at Circa with uh, these big days, fixed odds pools.
0: Well, it's certainly not a surprise to hear something good in Circa brought up in the same sentence here. You guys are always on top of it. If people want to follow you around the internet, you're at Paul Zilm. And of course you can follow us on Twitter at unabated sports also on Instagram and check out unabated.com today. We don't have any horse racing tools, but we do have plenty to offer for major league baseball. If you're betting this summer, sign up for a trial today, get into the action, check us out, check out all the awesome stuff we have at your disposal. And of course, if you're in, what is it now? You're, you're almost in four States now because it's Nevada, Colorado, Iowa,
2: yeah and then illinois in the next couple of months i believe is the goal end of the summer before football um we only have the, the fixed odds horse racing in nevada but obviously we have the rest of our great menu uh in those other states and can't wait to get into illinois here soon too
0: all right so if you're in one of those states go on if you're not already betting the circuit you really should be that's going to do it for us we'll catch you guys next episode but in the meantime best of luck and as always let's cash those tickets